Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. Yes, that's right. We are back. It is, what day is it? Is it Tuesday? Tuesday, um, February 2nd. We're already in February. I think it's today's like Groundhog Day or something. Didn't they do the Groundhog thing this morning? I want to say I heard there's six more weeks of winter or whatever. Um, you know, personally, my view on the whole thing in the past has been why in the world would we take advice from an animal on what the weather is going to be like six weeks from now? But then I just think to myself, well, we elected Joe Biden as our president, so it actually seems more reliable to let a groundhog predict the weather in the future. So, anyway, glad you're here. I'm always glad you're here. I hope you're glad I'm here. Let me tell you, before we get started, make sure you like, make sure you comment on this video, and make sure you share it. I feel, and I don't know if this is 100% true or not. But I feel that YouTube is starting to suppress our videos as the count is slowly working its way down. And we're really, in in all reality, we're, we're getting more exposure, but we've got less clicks on our videos. So what I want you guys to do, if at all possible, make sure you subscribe and you get your friends and family to subscribe and get them to watch the show. See if they like it. You know, we're, we're just... We're just trying to get the word out there. But if you comment, if you like, if if people are doing that on a regular basis, it will help put our show into the algorithm. Never did I think we'd get to 1,000 subscribers and we'd start going down, but that's what happened. So do that for me. I would greatly appreciate it. One more favor I need from you guys, and that is go by and see my homies at Vapor Forge on 280. They are always there, always there to help you out. I think, uh, I don't know their hours, 9 or 10 o'clock until 8, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think I've got it here on this webpage that we're looking at, but, uh, yeah. I think they open at 9 o'clock during the week, and then maybe 10 on Sundays or something. I don't know, and then they close at 8 o'clock. Anyway, just, uh, went to hang out with those guys just the other day. Love those guys, love what they do. Uh, not just uh, for your vaping needs, but for the community, what they do to support this um, this show. And really, these guys are, are a big part of why you're seeing a, a, a consistency with this show. You know, last week, we finally sent the schedule Monday through Thursday with a Friday Live. Here we are, week two. You got a show yesterday. You're getting a show today. You're going to get a show tomorrow. And you're going to get a show Thursday. And then we'll do a live Friday. And we're going to stick to that. We got it. We got you now. And really, I think what it came down to is we needed support. Um, we're still kind of in limbo when it comes to that, but we're making some some sacrifices to make sure we can get this show to you. We're also going to set up uh, a, a a Patreon, and we're going to try to set up our uh, AdSense, our, 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 our thing where we can monetize the YouTube channel, and hope, hopefully that will generate some money and and really ease some of the burden on this end from putting this show out. Because I know you watch it and you think, well, he's just talking for 30 minutes. How much time does that take? But there's a lot of editing and preparation and everything else that gets involved in. It takes up almost half my day to uh, 
to put this stuff out. So any little thing you guys can do to help, please do it. And go see the guys at Vapor Forge on 280 right by Bailey Brothers. You know where they're at. 4673 Highway 280. 205-874-9010 is the number. 874-9010. So check them out. And by the way, if you haven't got me on TikTok yet, don't forget at Andrew McLean who on TikTok. Man, I'm struggling because I am addicted to TikTok. It's bad. But also, what's good about TikTok is if you're following me on there, we're putting little, you know, one-minute show clips on there that you can check in. And if you don't have time to sit down and watch the show, you can go to the TikTok page and really see, um, you know, 67, 60 seconds of, of what the show is really about. So it's a good thing. It's a good, it's a good tool to get the word out. So what we're going to talk about today is AOC. Okay, now AOC, AOC is a different breed. We all know that. This is not news to anyone. But over the past couple of days, she's been very vocal about what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. Now, we all saw what happened. There's plenty of footage from many different angles to see to have seen what, what happened. And um, it was not right what those people did that that entered the Capitol. There's no excuse for it. They are being punished as the FBI and, um, I guess, Homeland Security finds them and charges them with the appropriate charges. But for some reason, there are members of Congress that are still hanging on to this. And they're, they're using it. Not as a tool for awareness or even a tool for sympathy in order to garner votes in any upcoming election. They're using it as a tool to attack their counterparts. Uh, They're using it as a tool to attack Republicans as a whole. That's why they're not letting it go. The orange man's not there anymore. They can continue to attack him, but they know that's not going to do them much good. So now they're having to stain the other side. And by the way, I've never seen, I've never seen a political party take over Congress and the White House and still be so very angry. Because these people are still angry. How can can, can y'all remember how we were acting four years ago? We were loving it. We were love. We were being attacked. We were being assaulted in the street and all this kind of stuff. Our cities were being burnt down, and that happened for the course of four years. But we were still happy because we knew we had put a guy in there that was going to do things that was going to be beneficial for us. And when I say us, I mean all Americans, at least Americans. They pay their taxes, that work, that want to just pursue a life of liberty and happiness. We were going to benefit from that. The economy was going to boom. Jobs are going to be created. We're going to be Gucci. Business is going to be good. So even with all the drama on the side, we were happy. Democrats are not, though. And and Democrats have every reason to be happy because Joe Biden is signing off on executive orders like it's the end of the world, trying to reverse anything and everything Donald Trump did over the course of four years. 
But they're not. They're mad. They're salty. And what you're seeing is that thing I warned you about that I've brought up time and time again because I knew it was going to happen. When Democrats gained power, complete power, they wanted to punish you. They wanted to punish you for ever supporting Trump in the first place. That's where they are. That's where we currently are. You may say, well, you're talking about re-education camps. Nobody's really saying that. Oh, really? You watch. They're coming. I mean, they're actively doing it now, but it's only going to get worse. The orange man is gone, but now you are the orange man. Republicans are the orange man. These people can't survive without a boogeyman. Democrats can never survive without telling the general public they're somebody you should be scared of and the only person that can take them on is us. You have to have us to save you from the boogeyman. Now let me tell you how bad the boogeyman is. And that's the Democrats' MO. That's their complete political tactic. Tell you how scary this is over here and how it's coming to get you unless... Democrats come in and save the day. You can see that in in comments on social media on some of these posts, some of these left-wing posts. That's why when, when you try to debate with someone on the left, they just give you talking points that you've already heard a hundred times. There's no substance to it. There, there's, there's no discussion that is producing original thoughts. You can almost tell them what they're going to say before it comes out of their mouth. Because they're reading off a list. A list that was given to them by the Democrats. And they feel obligated to read off that list because they just want to be saved from the boogeyman. They just just want to... You know, be safe and, and, and not be harmed by what the Democrats tell them they're going to be harmed by. That's their M.O. That's what they do. It's what they've been doing for years. This is not a post-Trump thing. This, is, this has been going on for a long time. It just happened. We had four years of where they pinned it on one particular person. Now that person is gone, at least for the time being. And now they got to pin it on you. And because you don't believe the way they do, you are an extremist. You are a terrorist. You are a white supremacist. Those are the labels that are currently on you by the left. And again, it's nothing new for the left. It's those same tactics... Those same tactics is what created Donald Trump. Donald Trump, the politician. Those attacks on people in flyover country that don't want to mess with anybody. They just want to work, feed their family, and live a happy life. A lot of those people are already being punished. As Joe Biden 
with the stroke of a pen is eliminating jobs like crazy. We've gone after pipeline workers. Now we're going after farmers. And the solution? Just get a job building solar panels. They're going to tell that to a guy who's in his 60s, who has known nothing but working on pipelines, to all of a sudden learn how to build a solar panel? Ain't how it works, co. Why don't we go tell Joe Biden, hey, we know you've been a politician your entire life, but why don't you why don't you just become a plumber? When you leave office, you're gonna need a new gig. Won't you just become a plumber? You can learn it, just figure it out. Just become an electrician. That's basically what he's saying. It's what Democrats are saying right now. Man, it's insane. But I'm getting off track. AOC. That's who we're here to talk about. AOC is still harping on this business that happened at the Capitol. Now, if we want to revisit what happened at the Capitol, we saw a lot of people on the steps of the Capitol, and then we saw a small percentage of those people enter the Capitol. The story we're being told is that those people that entered the Capitol came in with the intentions of slaughtering members of Congress and even Mike Pence. Now, that would have been hard for them to do, seeing that members of Congress had armed security and the people that broke into the Capitol had flags. But nonetheless, that's the narrative we're given. Ironically, the only video footage we've seen is police officers just standing around and then people that broke into the Capitol standing around and walking around as well as if they're visiting a museum. Maybe taking a couple items, taking a podium here or there. That's all we saw. We have yet to see any footage that shows... Any of these people acting as if they were ready to commit murder on a member of Congress. And that's all AOC's talking about. She was scared for her life. And you better recognize. You better understand. You better have sympathy for AOC because of what she went through. She did an Instagram, um, what was it, Instagram Live? I, I vaguely keep up with her um, on social media platforms, but it's so hard to follow because she doesn't, she never makes sense. But here's some of the, um, some of the Facebook Live, let's see. Let's see if I can give you a right clip here. This is some of AOC talking about her experience and what happened when people stormed the Capitol. Listen to this. Like, I'm here, and the bathroom door starts going like this. Like, the bathroom door is behind me, or rather in front of me, and I'm like this, and the door hinges right here. And I just hear, where is she? 
where is she? And um, this was the moment where I thought everything was over. Um, and the weird thing about moments like these is that you lose all sense of time. Um, in retrospect, um, maybe it was four seconds, maybe it was five seconds, maybe it was 10 seconds, maybe it was one second, I don't know. It felt like my brain was able to have so many thoughts in that moment um, between these screams and these yells of where is she, where is she? And so I go down and I just, I mean, I thought I was going to die. Um, and I had a lot of thoughts. Now, let, let, let's just put in perspective what, what happened to AOC and other members of Congress. Because again, there's no condoning this. There, there is nothing about storming the Capitol that is appropriate. Shouldn't have been done. And people are going to say, man, you support the storming of the Capitol. I'm going to get that a hundred times. That's why I'm repeating it. Because some of y'all don't listen. Most of y'all do. Some of y'all don't. It's hard for me to feel bad for people like AOC when it comes to what happened on January 6th. When for four years and longer, I watched innocent people lose their businesses, watch them burn to the ground, watch them lose their livelihood, something they had put all their blood, sweat, and tears into to build up, some that had been passed down for, from generations of family members, to watch it get burned to the ground and Democrats allow it, all the way up to COVID and watching people be forced to shut their businesses down and them be eliminated forever. That's what I see in my head. So it's hard for me to feel bad for AOC or Nancy Pelosi or any of these members of Congress who get to run to their secret getaway tunnel and hide for 45 minutes with armed security as they corral a guy with a Viking helmet out of the Capitol. I mean, y'all saw the same videos I did. They were just walking around. But listen to the way AOC describes it. It's as if there was um, a mob with pitchforks, firearms, baseball bats. They were coming to kill her. She thought she was going to lose her life. And maybe she did at the time. But as we get days and weeks after the event, and the same video footage we see is just as available for her, she should have a better idea of what happened, even after the fact that she saw all the details. You wouldn't be continuing this facade of members of Congress were almost murdered. That actually happened one time in recent history. 
They're dead. It was just three or four years ago. Where a Bernie bro, a guy who worked as part of the Bernie Sanders campaign, took a rifle to a GOP congressional baseball practice and starting started firing shots, trying to kill congressmen. That that's the only time in recent history where members of Congress almost lost their lives. Steve Scalise, I'm sure he's got plenty to say on that. He got shot. He actually did almost die. Not AOC. Steve Scalise did. AOC didn't. She didn't. So she's taking that. She's taking that instance that she's dramatically replaying for all of her followers on Instagram. And, And maybe it's a sales pitch for people to buy her tax the rich people t-shirts for $65 on her website. She goes on to admit on this live stream that she is a sexual assault survivor. Now, I think you and I both can agree that that is a very, very touchy subject. And anybody that has been through that, deserves the respect, the empathy, and the consideration of any other human being as they process that trauma in whatever way they do so. But what we're seeing here is AOC using an event that she says happened to her where she was sexually assaulted and not only comparing it to what happened on January 6th. But comparing her attacker to Republican members of Congress and people within the GOP. She is comparing a, a, a rapist or a, 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 a sexual assaulter, whatever we want to call him. To the members of Congress in the GOP. The GOP members in, the, in in Congress. Think about that for a minute. How are we supposed to take you serious if you're making that sort of comparison? Because we get it. We've gotten used to your whole everybody that don't agree with me is a Nazi and a racist and a white supremacist. But now you've moved over to comparing innocent people who have a different point of view than you, you're comparing them to rapists. But, um, you know, sometimes you just can't tell the same story over and over. So anyways, the reason I say this and the reason I'm getting emotional in this moment is because these folks who tell us to move on, that it's not a big deal, that we should forget what's happened, or even telling us to apologize. Um, These are the same tactics of abusers. And um, I'm a survivor of sexual assault. Um, And I haven't told many people that in my life. Um, But when we go through trauma, trauma compounds on each other. And so whether you had a negligent... 
So the members of Congress, the Republican members of Congress, are using the same tactics as the people that hurt her in such a horrible way. I, I'm, I would never discount whether or not that actually happened to AOC. I will give her enough respect to say, if this did in fact happen, we feel incredibly bad for her, just like we would anybody else. But we've got a better idea of what happened on January 6th. And you weren't sexually assaulted. You weren't even close to to having anything happen to you that resembles sexual assault or even physical harm. And I think it is absolutely disrespectful to those who have been through that to sit here and not only compare it to what we saw on January 6th, but to use it as a political tool to attack those on the other side of the aisle. Because it seems dismissive. It seems as if you don't take that issue seriously. That you're willing to monetize it, really, in a way that will help you politically. It's not that she's on the campaign trail and she's trying to reach other people that have maybe been through the same thing and say, I understand. This is why I want to represent you. This is why I want your vote. She almost, almost might get a pass on that. But to compare it to what we saw on January 6th, it's not even close. Not even close. There's a lot of strange things that happened on January 6th. A lot of strange things. From police officers just standing by while they watched people storm the Capitol, while many Trump supporters went to those police officers and begged them to do something, to call for backup, to stop these people from breaking in the Capitol, because 99.9% of Trump supporters, more than that, don't believe in that business. They were on the spot. They were right there in the heat of the moment, and they still had enough wherewithal to say, this is wrong. And the police just stared at them. The Capitol Police just stared at them and let it happen. There's one video of the Viking guy getting escorted around by a cop into the halls of Congress, into the chamber. Why? And also, why have two of those police officers, Capitol Police officers, committed suicide? There were many police officers injured in that instance as these police officers, they have to go through that on the streets almost daily. They risk physical harm and possibly death every time they put on that uniform. And that's why we respect them the way we do. But why does none of that add up? Why? 
Now we're getting reports that Capitol Police knew that there was potentially a threat of violence. And still, just let it happen. You saw the videos of them moving barricades and allowing people to walk up to the Capitol. I'm trying, y'all. I am trying so hard not to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm trying. But it's getting hard. It's getting real hard. I have people hit me up all the time. And some of them, they've got good points that make sense. Other ones are, are way far out there. And I'm at a point where even the people that reach out that are way far out there, I'm like, I do not have the ability to discount what you're saying. We know this kind of stuff is going on. We know there's shady business going on. But thanks to people like Internet Sleuths, some of you guys even that get online and talk about these things and investigate, I guess even myself, is we try to break this stuff down and comprehend what's happening around us. It makes it much easier to see for a lot of people. We see it right in front of our face. And it should be shocking to everyone. Washington, D.C. and politicians used to be able to hide this kind of shady business with no problem whatsoever. It was not an issue to get you know someone that was threat- threatening your political career, even threatening your freedom, and have them killed and just cover it up as some sort of heart attack or freak accident. But people have become so cynical that they're starting to question everything. And it's what should have been happening from the beginning. The media and the Democrats have made, especially Republican voters, made them that way. From the way they trashed Trump, the way they unfairly reported, it's all been uncovered. We got them on video talking about how unfair they know they are. And when you see that so many times, you get to the point of saying anything's possible. Anything's possible. You start questioning old stuff that you didn't really think about. There are some evil, evil forces in Washington, D.C. There always has been. There always has been. But now I think more than ever. And maybe it's not more now. Maybe it's just the fact that we can see it. But there are some legitimately evil forces in our nation's capital that are looking to bring this country down. All in the name of compassion. Because who's against compassion? Who, who's against who's against loving thy neighbor? Nobody. Who's against feeding people that are starving? Nobody. But it doesn't matter if you don't do it the right way. And these people don't want to do it the right way. Instead of feeding the hungry, they want the people that are eating to be hungry as well. That's what socialism is. 
We know that. It's not everybody moves up to the top. It's everybody moves down to the bottom. If none of us are eating, if none of us have any money, if we're all homeless, then everything's fair. The playing field is finally level. That's Democrats. That's their objective. And they're doing it with the help of the rest of the world. The rest of the world wants America to drop down to that level. Because they want to be on top. They have an America first policy in their country. But it's called Russia first. It's called China first. It's called Germany first. That's why there was such a mess when Trump got in office and he had to clean all these trade deals up and and all these people not paying their fair share. Because it benefits them. And it hurts America. If you're in... If it's football season, you're Clemson, you're number two in the country, Alabama's number one, you're about to get to the end of the season where they pick the spots in the playoffs and you want to have that top spot so you can play number four. You're rooting for Alabama to lose that last game or those last two games. You want them to lose because you want to take over that top spot. It's no different in geopolitics. It's the same exact thing. And we'll continue to see it over and over. It's just a matter of which representative of this country is going to allow it to happen and which representative is going to stop it. Donald Trump stopped it. Joe Biden's letting it happen. And he will continue to do so. He's doing it at breakneck speeds right now. And that's why it's important that we fight back. Let me tell you how we fight back. This is, at this point, an information war. We are engaging in information warfare. And the only way to defeat the evil people in Washington, D.C., is to make sure everyone gets informed. To knock out the disinformation and show people the truth. Because they're not being told the truth. And if that's all they're, they're being told, they're never going to know the truth. We have to play a part in this information war and educate those that have yet to be educated. Tell them the truth about Washington. Tell them the truth about Democrats, about Biden, about the election, and about Donald Trump. Tell them the truth. That's it for me. I'm out of here. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did not, I'm sorry. I still love you. Comment, like, share. Make sure you tell people about this show as we continue to pump up our numbers and make sure you add us on TikTok, Facebook, BeWe, Twitter, and hopefully one day Parlor as well. Until next time, see you, Coles.